We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's the only show on earth about neighborhood soccer, Indy City Football Live on 99.1 FM WQRT. This week on the show, we interview Indy 11's Joshua Mason, Southside Soccer Club's Cole Street, and Indy City Football's very own Kabish. Recorded live every Monday night at 5.30 p.m. at a tap room in the heart of Mapleton Fall Creek. Here are your hosts, Jason Chisholm and Carrie Bird. All right, welcome back to another episode of Indy City Football Live. You have your host here, J.D. Chish, with... Carrie Carrie. Carrie Carrie. What is that again? I just panicked. <laughs> And we also have the commish with us. We have a lot of special guests here today. What's up? We actually have some uh, fans, so I guess this is like a live recording several episode. <laughs> you can hear our several fans. We're not lying this time. We're actually recording in front of people. It's amazing. So, Carrie, what is Indy City Football? Glad you asked. Indy City Football is a recreational neighborhood soccer league with a good citizenship twist. I love that. In addition to wins and losses, you can also... Earn points for your teams by volunteering, using responsible means of transit, being good neighbors, partying, and you don't even have to play to do it. I, for instance, am a non-playing team member. I get points for doing things like recording this podcast. <laughs> and for showing up to games and watching the games, cheering on your teams, you going to the after parties. You know I can't miss an after party. You want to get into some league talk? Let's do it. Okay. So last week's game of the week, we had Martindale AFC versus Old Speedway City. Now, I know uh, Speedway City was playing down a person, um, or they were having very uh, a lot of trouble getting a lot of players. Uh, they made it a close game. Martindale did prevail 3-2, to two, though. Uh, last week's rivalry match was AC Mile Square versus Mass Ave United. Didn't get to see it, but it, uh, it's a draw. 4-4. A draw for a rivalry game? Wowzers. I know. It's a, it's, it's a good pick for a rivalry game. Now, last week's ICFP, ICFL, TPSOGOTW, it wasn't a tie. Uh -oh. But it was a still a close game. It was the Meridian Kessler United, MKU, versus Sporting Heron Morton. And now Heron Morton did win. They won four. Uh, and Meridian Kessler had two. It's a respectable show. All right. So uh, we'll run down through this real quick. Um, Carrie has asked me to do this by myself. Carrie, can you explain why I'm doing this? I'm currently experiencing bouts of number dyslexia and don't feel comfortable reading numbers. So we uh, will start with our 6 o'clock games. Um, the first will be Upper Downtown over Irvington FC, 3-2. Mapleton FC versus Real West, another close game. It is Mapleton 5, Real West 4. 7 o'clock games, Bates Hendricks, 3, Midtown 2. Uh, Southside Sporting Club, Hallville CD. We'll talk about a little bit later. We have a Southside Sporting Club uh, manager here with us to go over that game. Hallville 8, Southside 0. We'll get a nice deep recap of that one. Last 7 o'clock game, Aletico Pogues run, 6, Garfield 2. Carrie, that was your game. It was soul-crushing. What happened? We did not have a goaltender. We had someone in the position, but no one who had played it before. Also, 
the guy that brings our speaker that plays our team song before every game forgot the speaker. And finally, I was pulled to help register people, and I typically have been giving a pep talk between periods. And uh, I noticed you were missing because during our game, I kept looking over at the sideline for you and, and couldn't find you. So Busy getting those volunteer points for my team. You have to do it. <laughs> uh, 8 o'clock game, Sporting White River 5, Old North United 2. Um, Riverside City 7, Intermonon 2. And Real Fletcher Place 3, Near East United 0. And then moving to our final game, it was uh, looks like a close one here. Broad Ripple City two, Tight. FC Fountain Square one. All right, that's the scores. I've heard you've done some number crunching and have our standings. Yeah, we have a little bit of a comprehensive uh, table here. So I don't know <laughs> what you with want the paper to. Shuffle. Of course. <laughs> so we we did some uh, strength of schedule. We do know that the teams in the last three spots have had the toughest schedule in oh. the entire league. Interesting. And um, the average is about in the mid-30s uh, as a strength of schedule score. And there's one team that has uh, not really played anybody hard yet. Can you tell me who that is, Jason? I don't feel comfortable doing that right now. Okay. <laughs> but we'll be a good team. Um, we will have a test coming up against uh, Mapleton. Uh, Garfield, we did skip that game, which would have helped our score out a lot. Sure. Can you tell us just uh, without strength of schedule, maybe who the top four contenders are these days? Your top four, Sporting Heron Morton, Hallville, CD, and Sporting White River are all 3-0-0. And Mass Ave is very close behind it. Two wins, one draw, zero losses. Now, I would be remiss not to point out that you're looking at standings that don't include party, transit, volunteer, social points, all the goodies that are... 90% of the reason we play soccer together. So That is true, and I don't have those numbers. All so. right. <laughs> so based off of non-Indy City uh, football values, those are the four teams. Look who put who on the spot now. <laughs> All right, so this, uh, this week's Game of the Week, picked by the league. It's a lower uh, lowercase G-O-T-W. That is uh, Riverside City versus Old North United. Now, I know uh, I, I have a story to tell a little bit later. Okay. But the um, I had a game against, uh, I filled in for Sporting White River. Okay. We played against Old North United. Right. And they are a good team. Absolutely. Um, and I think this Riverside City Old North matchup could be a really good matchup. So. Yeah, Old North's uh, record doesn't quite reflect it uh, to the level uh, that you, you might think, but they are, uh, they are a surprising team for sure. I look forward to watching that game this week. Excellent. Also, though, I will be watching this week's rivalry match, which is also the Golden Growler between uh, Bates Hendricks FC and Fountain Square FC. Now, is the trophy still missing? I, there is a mystery in that we have not seen the Golden Growler for two years. Someone stole it, uh, but I'm seeing from the shadow commissioner that she might know where it is. Uh, no? Okay. Uh, no, it has not shown up, but the rumor is that someone from uh, Garfield AC stole it, and it is currently in, in the Garfield Park area. Now, it was now not me, I promise. <laughs> I, I already have too many trophies in my basement. I don't need another trophy. Why couldn't they have just been happy with their uh, trash trophy? 
Garfield should have been happy to keep their uh, their trash over. They didn't need to get into Fountain Square's business. And oh well, Garfield Park. I mean, that's that's what they do. <laughs> Sounds like a very Bates thing to do, though. <laughs> um, Look, I'm not going to besmirch any teams uh, in Indy City football. Y- y'all can make your own judgments. Um, this week we also have the highlighter match making its big return. That is uh, Meridian Kessler United versus Broad Ripple City. Two teams that used to wear neon uh, colored jerseys. Yeah, the jerseys have... Uh, I, I, Broad Ripple's jerseys are not so much highlighter anymore. I would say that uh, Meridian Kessler's jerseys have actually increased in brightness. Uh, that's what it seems like to me. But I don't know if you caught um, uh, Soccer Saturday this week, but uh, Greg Rakestraw was trying to figure out um, he identifies with the Broad Ripple City team, but his address actually is a little more on the Meridian Kessler side. So he, uh, he's kind of caught in the middle. He has to decide uh, who he's going to pick. Have we invited him on or out to watch the game? Oh, he'll, not only will he be out to watch the game, but we actually have some pretty exciting things coming up uh, later on in the pandemic rollout plan. So uh, stay tuned for that. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. I think we have a lot of good games. Coming up, an- another one, um, our second round of the uh, Compass Cup, our uh, second game, actually, um, Near East United versus Southside Soccer Club. Now, for those who di- uh, haven't heard uh, this year, for the very first time, we're doing a, what do you call it, an intra-league uh, tournament, basically? Yeah, yeah. We're calling it the Compass Cup, or what's the other name you uh, have? The Directional Derby. The Directional Derby, uh, and that is that there are four teams, pure happenstance. I'd love to say that it was uh, planned. In fact, I'll say it's planned. I totally planned this, guys. Um, but we have uh, Old North United. Mm-hmm. We have Near East United. Check. We have Real West. Yep. And now we have Southside Soccer Clubs. That is one direction of each of the points of the compass. And so uh, the entire uh, tournament is happening uh, throughout the season. And I think, what week is that resolved? Do you remember? Uh, it is resolved on... Something like 9 or 10, 11. I'm getting a, a sign from, from the crowd that it's the 11th. Yeah. So uh, at some point, all of the teams will have played each other, and there will be a winner of that compass cup. Yes, yeah. Uh, which will be sponsored by uh, People for Urban Progress and built by... Probably you. Probably me. <laughs> yeah, I'll get something put together. That but, sounds uh, good. Right now, Real West leads the, the Compass Cup table. Uh, they won their game over um, Old North la- or a couple weeks ago. This week, we'll be featuring South versus East. So that's Old South Side Soccer Club and um, Near East United. Two new teams to the league. That's right. And just a reminder, we will have, be having an interview uh, later on uh, in the show with Southside Soccer Club captain... Cole Street, uh, yeah, who will can, have many words to say, I'm sure. We can break down that game a little bit. Yeah. That's right. Another game of the week. <laughs> and this one's the uh, all-capital one. We have the hashtag ICFPICFLTPSOGOTW. And please remind our audience, what does that stand for? As the Indy City Football presents Indy City Football Live, the podcast, semi-official game of the week. And this one comes with the trophy. And what's the trophy? Well, it's... And a planter, an old, uh, an urn. So, but it, you know, I put some tape on it to make it look it's nice. Very, very large. It, that one's also sponsored by People for In Progress and built by, well, kind of. <laughs> um, that Joanne one fabrics. And uh, and um, that one is going to be uh, this week. Mass Ave United 
versus Garfield uh, Athletic Club. Uh, this is kind of a this is a, a problematic one for me because uh, <clears throat> you know I am of course perfectly and without question uh, neutral on all games whatsoever. But I have lived in Mass Ave, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not saying it was because of me. But the two years I played keeper for Mass Ave United, they did go to the finals. I'm just saying, coincidence, <laughs> I'm sure. How'd you do in the finals? <laughs> uh, and then I also moved to Garfield <laughs> Park uh, a few years later, and so now. People are always giving me, uh, you know, crap about like leaning for Garfield Park, uh, Garfield SC. But I do have to point out, <laughs> neither of those teams have ever gone and won the championship. So if I'm being, <laughs> if if I'm cheating on their behalf, I'm doing a real terrible job. Well, they have uh, historically been two good teams in the league. They're solid teams that just haven't made it quite in the playoffs, um, and uh, that is a sad thing. And, and again based solely off of points for games and not the ICF values. <laughs> Mass Ave United is fourth, and Garfield is sixth. Uh, and I do have, like, a little peek of both of those teams are doing real well in volunteer points, in transit points, in social party points. Uh, and I, I think you got to remember this year we, we tripled the value of those points, mm -hmm. uh, and so they go a lot further this year. So... Um, you'll just go to the website and check out the standings in that space, uh, and they're going to be higher up on the table than just this whole silly wins and losses thing. And then I have a couple other games highlighted here. All right. You have, um, and again, this is all based off of your silly soccer scores only, <laughs> but we, um, well, actually, can you explain a little bit about what's going to happen uh, with the, uh, not the tables, aware of what you the the regulation, promotion? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. So uh, the this year the league <coughs> players all um, voted uh, towards a more uh, relegation style. Uh, instead, of, we used to have a a full eighteen uh, team mm -hmm. tourney, and now we have twenty four teams, and so. Uh, while personally I would have uh, voted for the uh, you know Cinderella style tournament uh, mostly because it's just easier to schedule uh, but the vast majority of the league wanted to do a relegation piece so um, there will actually be two tables uh, an upper bracket and a lower bracket for playoffs um, and at the last week of the season the the middle teams basically all play each other to see if they're be eligible to win the championship trophy uh, or not so and it's never too early to start looking into those uh, those games one might say it's never too early so uh, this week we do have number 11 versus number 12 all right upper downtown versus uh, AC mile square I'm surprised that these uh, are two teams that are generally like pretty uh, towards the the top of the table and this year they're Kind of, I don't want to say struggling. We're only three games in, but uh, I, I'm surprised maybe to see them closer to the middle than towards the top. Yeah, no, and uh, the the other one we have that I want to of note is uh, our Midtown FC versus uh, Inter Monon. And we have some Midtown players in the house. Holler! <laughs> Midtown versus what was the other team? Uh, Inter Monon. Inter Monon. Inter Monon sitting at 13th, uh, so just outside the top table. This is definitely a rivalry brewing because Inter Monon took uh, territory from Mapleton FC, mm -hmm. from Midtown, from Martindale AFC, uh, and I believe from Old North and maybe Sporting Harry Morton, like basically a ton of territories. So uh, Inter Monon's got a bunch of people gunning for him this uh, week. It's going to be Midtown. And uh, we'll see how they do. Yeah, and, and those teams are fairly close, um, everything but their actual standing. So, 
Um, so this week's after party is, I believe, at Chili Water. The ISAFE challenge this week is take a picture with another team or even more than one other team. And now it's time to talk Indie 11. All right, we've come to the part of the show where we're welcoming Josh Mason from Indie 11. Josh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on said show. <laughs> Uh, how are you enjoying a tap room? Is this your first time here? Not my first time here. Maybe it's the first time I entered this ownership group, I guess, okay, in some sure. ways, All if right. you will. So the pre- I don't even want to mention who it used to be because it would be disrespectful <laughs> of the current owners. Uh, but I am enjoying a great IPA. Thank you very much yet again. Excellent. So talk to me a little bit about Indy 11. This is the first time we've had you on the show. Sure. Uh, so it's been uh, a challenging <laughs> global pandemic. <laughs> Has it? So let's start, let's, uh. let's start with that. How how did that affect you guys and, and what you've been able to do playing-wise and, and uh, you know, crowd-wise? Uh, First and foremost, I mean, I'd give a lot of credit to our CEO and Greg Stremlaw. I mean, a lot of people don't know what he was doing during the pandemic. He was actually one of several representatives that were on a national committee. Yeah. Uh, and Greg was a, a massive voice and leader on it uh, in getting all sports back to healthy and back to playing again. Mm-hmm. So for give all the credit in the world to him and his work in getting Indy 11 back to play. We actually were the very first professional team in the U.S. to go back to playing with live fans. Really? I want to say in the world, but I know for sure in the U.S., so when we kicked off in June of last year, we're the first one to ever do it. So, and I can say uh, I'm super proud of what the organization has been able to do, and get a lot of credit for his planning and, and, and the work that's being done as, a, as an organization. But we don't have any, we didn't have anybody get sick. We have almost 90, I think 97 percent of our organization is vaccinated, including the team. Um, so from those things, great. But in the day, it's about <coughs> our product is based on the is based on people feeling comfortable get out of their houses and be able yeah, to right, be with us, right? right? As I joked earlier, I said, you know, a stadium is nothing but a stadium. It's just a building and a bunch of seats unless you have the real people who have passion in the building. Right. So like I say, as much as I'm excited for 11 Park and all the things coming for Indy 11, I'm much more focused on ensuring that every time we have a game day now that people come out the best time they possibly can have. So it's nice getting back to normal. The one thing I'll say is that, you know, when you think you have that much more time to plan, you don't because you're more living in the moment. But mm-hmm. it feels like someone like kinked a hose and was like, just decide, okay, now we're have games, and like unleashed it, and like have all this work <laughs> to get done. Um, but in all the best ways. He said, I, I tell people, I don't work for Indy 11, I work for our fans and our supporters. I know it sounds mm. really like cliche to say that, but that's what gets me out of bed, is that I'm really not working for me, I'm working for the, you know, the, the brand itself, and I'm working for the people who get to come to games. And, and so I look at the lens, if I'm not having an amazing time I'm at a home game, then I'm doing something wrong. Or I need to think of something differently, or make sure I'm engaging someone who normally wouldn't come to a game. So I'm constantly looking in the stands to see is what's reflected on the field is reflected in the stands. That's diversity, that's diversity of thought, color, skin, uh, religion, whatever it might be, because our soccer is based on that, right? The whole sport is based on this inclusivity. The reason why I love our partnership with you all is I believe it's based on very much the same, the same things. So those are all the goofy things that myself and the rest of the marketing team gets to work on, you know, themes, promotions, and all the other things we have to get accomplished going into uh, the rest of 2021. Uh, but... You know, I, while I can't control the wins and losses, what I can control is when you come to a game, you have an amazing time. So that's the only things I can focus on, so that's the only things I spend my time working on. Right, so. right. What's been the highlight so far from, you know, March of last year right up until now? What's been a moment that's really stuck out to you? Man, it's probably a couple, but really that first night being back at Carroll with all the folks that – it was really interesting because we did a lot of serving in the offseason. And one of the things I wanted to know is which venue people preferred – Lucas Oil or 
or uh, the Mike, uh, Michael A. Carroll Stadium, the campus of IPUI, to be fair to them. <laughs> um, but, I mean, there's, there's positives and negatives in both, right? But think about the core supporter. They really wanted the mic. Yeah. And, like, 90% of our fans are like, get me back to that mm-hmm. venue. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that I love about it is it's ours. And ours not as in that that we own it, but ours in our experience, right? When we play at Lucas Oil, you know, great venue, not really built for soccer. Right. Built for sports, maybe like Monster Jams, not necessarily soccer. Right, um, right. Monster Jams are great. Don't take anything away from Monster Jams. You should go. They were this past week. Sorry you missed them. But anyway, <laughs> um, really wasn't meant for soccer. And right. at least it showed that it wasn't. But also it's the Colts experience, right? Right. I don't want the Colts experience. When I want to go to a soccer game, I want to have Indy 11's right. experience. And mm-hmm. So that's what I really focus on. Well, and as a league that played on uh, football <laughs> lines for years and years, <laughs> I mean, we, we can empathize mm-hmm. with how difficult that is to – to not be that primary sport, right? Yeah, uh, and that's one of the things that I love about the Carroll Stadium is it's a, it's it's set up for soccer. Yeah, and not that I bemoan me, I'm happy to have a professional team in my city. I don't I don't take any of that for granted. As a guy who grew up playing the sport all his life, and then having your own team to cheer for in and of itself is a privilege because uh, that's someone's expense, right? right? It's someone else's dollars, and I mean, my job is to make more people care about it. I mean, I tell people all the time is that my job is to build emotional capital with people. And that means sounds really goofy, but if you think about it. You don't have to care about anything sports-wise. You don't have to care about brands you like. My job is to make you like Indy 11 because we invest back in you, invest in mm-hmm. what we invest in. and um, Those are important things to me because that's how I think we grow as a club. Um, if, if I leave the club and it goes a different direction and they do a better job than me, God bless them. But my whole vision has always been centered on take care of the people who take care of you and find more of them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Now, I, uh, I don't know how I didn't know this. But I learned this week. Uh, or this scared. Past week. I'm no, scared about this fact already. No, 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 no. no. I, I didn't realize how connected to uh, the Brick, Brick, Brickyard Battalion you are. You're one of the OGs. Yeah. Uh, thought, you did not know that? I didn't know that. All the things I, you and I have talked about didn't know about I each other, know. yet we know like all the same people, all the goofy I, things. It's, it's wild. Uh, and of course, like, you know, um, for me, my, my experience, you know, I, I enjoy soccer, but I was not part of. Uh, of any of that beginning stuff. So for me, it was, it was, you know, oh, hey, there's been this supporters group, and oh, hey, there's mm-hmm. now, now there's soccer, and oh, hey, you know, obviously we've been a partner since year one, uh, but I know that that story goes far, starts far beyond sure. just that 2014 time. And, um, and so talk to me a little bit about what it's been like to be a start of that founding uh, element. Yeah. And now, now working, for the, working club. for the club, you know, and, and making it uh, an exp- that sort of experience for everyone. I get called a narc a lot. That's, that's start, <laughs> the start of it. But um, the only way I can describe it is, is this was never my intention as a career. Like, I did 20 years in beverages. I, you know, had a very different career path. But uh, the club was taking a very different direction other than what it was founded and based on. And so I want to find a way to correct it back to where it needed to be. Um, but that's just more driven on the fact that, again, the same things I just mentioned, the fact that we're f- community-focused and we're out in the community doing the right things and we're talking about soccer in the right way, positioning the sport in the right way. Those are the things I want to get back to, being more grassroots. Um, that's where we've always been successful because we are fighting against the Colts and Pacers and the Fuel and you know everything else for sh- you know share of mind, if you will, or at least share of wallet if you, in some ways. Mm-hmm. But that's the reason why I try to make sure what we're doing is at least interesting so you want to get off the couch and come see what we're doing. But in terms of, you know, I'm happy to. I'm just as proud of the work we've done with the Brickyard Battalion and where it's still going. Um, but I, 
don't have any influence on it anymore. And I fully know that. I think the two things have to be a bit divorced, if you will, not in a bad way. Like mom and dad still get along, right? They still go out to they watch the games with the kids together, still the soccer fields. But there needs to be a level of accountability. And yep. that's what the Break Care Battalion provides for us is this level of accountability that, you know, not all the things you do um, are going to resonate or not all the things you do are going to be right in their eyes. And we're going to disagree, and that's okay. Um, at least I have a more unique viewpoint to think about the decisions we are making and what the effect will be on the larger group. Because I'm just as much a dad, and I'm as much as a guy who's trying to market to families, as I am the person who's trying to market to the hardcore fan. So those are our two largest groups and what matters, and those are people we want at games. Now, uh, Josh, are you in charge of uh, who's the, doing the box wine races? <laughs> uh, no, but it's an amazing thing that we brought in this year. I have zero to do with it. As a guy who worked in beverages for a long time, I have zero to do with the box wine with Boda really? Box. Really? So, Nope, that is our sponsorship department, but the comedy that ensues and can ensue with <laughs> yeah. additional Boda Box drinking before that game, uh, before that thing takes place, could be pretty awesome. But yeah. no, I have zero to do with that portion of it and then make sure it see, see it's, uh, sees itself through. I love it. So we basically, um, we like to joke we're the only uh, radio show about neighborhood soccer in the world. Uh, because who else would create a niche soccer go for it, man. So soccer radio uh, show uh, podcast? So we basically have two different li kinds of listeners. People who play in Indy City football, love it, get it, and like just can't get enough of it. And people who are driving, listening to WQRT 99.1, and are like, what the heck am I listening to? Where's my rhinestone country? That's who right. are these people? Hey, I do like the rhinestone country. Absolutely. God so, bless dudes. So... Obviously, people, people who play with Indy City Football kind of get Indy 11, understand what it is and whatnot. But talk to that random listener right now. What, what would you tell that someone who has never been to a soccer game, doesn't even really know the game, why should they come to an Indy 11 game? It, it just much like I mentioned, it's an experience, right? So if you've been to a Colts and Pacers game, great. They're fantastic. They, they, they meet their demographic. They, they're a sport. But soccer, this to me, is more, it's more culturally encompassing, in my opinion. Um, a lot of the themes and promotions and things that we do out throughout the year are about encompassing different people who are disenfranchised, who get to come to games, the immigrant communities. Like, our whole game day is about inclusiveness. So it's like, how do we create inclusivity around our sport? That's what I care about all the time is that everybody comes to the game feels like they're welcome and they have a place. How many other teams in the city do a pride game? No offense to the Colts or Pacers. I don't see them rocking any pride gear. Not a judgment by any means. But I think the Fever do, if I remember correctly. So well, I mean, Pacers have to get a little bit farther in the playoffs to even. That's that's <laughs> awful. It's hurtful. <laughs> as, as, still as a Pacer guy, it still hurts me. But um, but I, I I'm very civic. Our brand is very mm -hmm. civic. So we actually be fair. We support all those things as well. We support the Colts. We support sure. the Pacers, their players, and and their interest in the sport. I mean, people forget all the time. And if Andrew Luck, if you're listening and listening to WQRT or not, you are welcome to run our 2021-22 marketing plan uh, because you're an architect and we're trying to build a stadium. And, heck, if there's anybody I'd like to talk about, it would be Andrew Luck oh, getting man. him involved in a marketing program because that guy could help us sell some tickets oh, and my could do a lot of good in the community. So, And wow. uh, I think we'd welcome in him into the league as well, right? You know, he is a soccer guy. He first. is. A, that's why I'm so saying. Soccer been, guy, stadium builder. Let's go, we've Andrew Luck. we been trying to get him into the league for a couple years. Uh, so... Uh, and he still rides around town. Like, uh, we see him on a bicycle every once in a while. So I next time I see him, Mr. I will, Luck. I will literally tackle him and tell him that you're looking for him. Uh, I got a whole campaign ready for him for 2022. <laughs> He's our spokesman. There's I so much it. fun to be had there if he would just sign up. I so. love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, 
So uh, last question uh, for you before we go, and I, I know we haven't talked much about the team, so if you want to talk about the se- how the season's going, <laughs> we can. It's going well. Uh, uh, not as good as well as I'd like to be, yeah, but, right. you know, again, I say I can't control what happens on the field. I, I do care the fact that we have a group of people that play for us that represent the brand. I say I call it badge behavior. Mm-hmm. Like, they represent the club very well. They're right. not right. They're good humans. They make good decisions. They're not embarrassing us. Uh, and they're just waiting and biting the bit to do stuff in the community. It's just the the whole bubble thing has kept them from being able right. to do so. So we expect that to pop soon, and we expect to be out with soccer fields with kids and you know making appearances in the city football games, nice. like doing the things that we want to do to be out in the community in the more unique way again. It's just a matter of being able to do it. You right. know, getting get everyone healthy, get vaccinated, make those good decisions so everyone else can make the other good decisions we want to make, so we can have more fun. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier you guys have a like a ninety-seven percent vaccination rate. You know that's right around where Indy City Footballs is too. So that's the reason why we're partners. We're, we're part mm-hmm. of the part of the bubble, <laughs> my friend. I, I actually have like a program uh, manager to program manager question, and mm-hmm. that is like one of the one of the paradoxes. Uh, I don't know what's the what's the multiple of what's the plural paradox. I don't know. Uh, one of the <laughs> I'm thinking through it. I'm like, I don't think I know the answer. Don't worry, guys. We can cut this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> but but one of the things, you know, our, our number one rule is don't be a jerk. Mm-hmm. You mentioned sort of making uh, a, a place a safe and inclusive sort of space. Sure. But there's a, there's a little bit of a paradox built into that, and that is that, um, you know, at least from an Indy City football standpoint, we're actually, like, pretty ruthless to jerks, right, to people who sure. behave in ways that aren't inclusive. Uh, and the paradox of inclusivity is that, like, it requires not not uh, paradox of tolerance requires that you are not tolerant of bad behavior. Correct. So, how does that look for you guys on on a professional level? Like, no, that's actually it's, we had an incident this weekend that really could speak to that. We had some people. So, let me clear on the Breakout Battalion. Right, it's probably our best example. Sure. Um, you cannot be a jerk. You cannot use um, homophobic language. You cannot use misogynistic language. You cannot, um, you know. Um, you can you can say whatever else you want to an away team I mean, as long as you're showing your support of Indy 11 that's all fine but you can't certain places you can't go and it's very clear when you walk in the section sure. you can't do that we had two gentlemen who decided that that'd be okay last game and they're no if we find them they're no longer welcome back sure. because we have clear standards both as Indy 11 as Brickyard Battalion you can hate on the other team all you want you can call them anything else you like you can you can say the referees suck that's all fine all acceptable but the moment you bring it to a level where it's unacceptable, you're no longer welcome. Right. You have to walk in and understand that mm-hmm. what that line is, right? Might be, might provide some education for some folks. You're going to hear some F-bombs. But in the day, I said, part of our culture is, is you can you can dislike the other team. Once it, the whistle's blown, you know, game's over. Decision's been made. Back to being a good human again, right? right? Mm-hmm. Pretty simple concept, really. But alcohol sometimes has the ability to <laughs> affect people's behavior. Right. In, these, in these gentlemen's cases, and I said, I wouldn't want, want them back based on what they said because they're probably – if you're that hammered and see those kinds of things, you're probably deep rooted in that and probably don't need you around anyway. Sure, so sure. no offense to those people. We have a lot of other folks who like to buy tickets and be happy to fill your seats. So Yeah, though the line that we always use is this just isn't the league for you, man. And uh, I think that's uh, one of the things that we appreciate about Brickyard Battalion and, and you guys is, you know, it's that's just not the environment we're building. So you can either be a part of the environment we're build we're building or not. But and give, uh, no, give credit to yourself for that in terms of the ICF piece because it's really hard to understand, sometimes figure out who you are, identif- your identity, and then hold to it, right? Sometimes you want to bend to folks like, oh, we need dollars, it's pandemic, maybe sure. we need to let them in. I think it's more important that you hold the line and be consistent in that, and then the jerks just find themselves away anyway. And you're going to have outers and you know, haters and doubters on you know, social media, but sure. that's 
you know, if you want to grandize there, God bless you. Because uh, <laughs> you got nothing else going in life. That's your only platform. Then you know what? I hope you felt better about what absolutely. you said. Absolutely. Now, Josh, before you leave, uh, I hear that uh, you might have a little prize uh, for uh, folks here. That's right. I mean, we want people to come out and be part of these, you know, more in person. So those who do have the opportunity to potentially win two, you know, in this case, two tickets to an upcoming Indy 11 game. So, I mean, we want butts and seats because we want to help support the, uh, the places that support you. Um, and like tonight, right? So come to the bar, have a beverage, you know, have a chance to be more engaging with your community. Um, and then, therefore, i.e., win stuff. I mean, in this case, it would be tickets, but, you know, we have other fun prizes we could easily bring out in support of uh, ICF and the bars and restaurants partnering with you all. That sounds great. So uh, drum roll, please. Weakest drum roll ever, well, I think. He's, but we'll like it, a, he's in put, charge of his effect? own drum roll. We'll do it in post. We'll do it in post. Like. <laughs> uh, so it looks like tonight's winner is Colton Vincent from Midtown FC. Colton, congratulations. He's uh, waving over here on the, uh, yep, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks for coming out tonight, Colton. We appreciate it. Enjoy tomorrow night's game. Or if you're listening live on WQRT, enjoy yesterday's game. Josh, thanks for coming out tonight. We appreciate it. Happy to do it. You're listening to Indy City Football Live on 99.1 WQRT-FM and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, there's a lot going around downtown besides soccer this week. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah, we can hear about it. Cool. Is it construction? Um, aside from just construction <laughs> and police brutality, there's a lot <laughs> more going on. Um, on Thursday, the 17th, is the Garfield Park Beer Garden. So there will be live music, there will be tenderloin sandwiches, and there will be Garfield Brewery slinging beers for you. Shout out to Josh. Shout out to Josh. Shout out to Josh. I will be there. Don't come say hi. Um, uh, Josh, if you're listening, hey, uh, we need you in on the dollar per, per pint for kids. Goals I think thing. it's amazing that you think that Josh listens to this. Oh, he's going to listen. I'm going to slide a cassette tape across the bar tomorrow. Josh definitely has a cassette deck. <laughs> um, right now, it's also a homestand for the Indianapolis Indians. They're here basically every night this week. Uh, most of the pools at the public parks are open. There are limited hours, so check their websites. I will be hitting up the Garfield Park pool on Thursday. Again, don't come say hi. <laughs> it's also the Independent Music and Art Festival this weekend in the Old North Side on Saturday and Sunday. And in Riverside Park, the Juneteenth celebration is on Saturday from noon to 6. Lots to do. Well, thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us on the radio this afternoon. You've been listening to Indy City Football Live on 991 WQRT LP FM, um, your uh, favorite radio station. Jordan? Do you have any, uh, anybody else you would like to thank before we uh, jump off the radio? Special shout out to A Tap Room where we're recording live. Uh, as you know, every Monday this summer, you can uh, come drink a beer, check out the podcast. We'll be giving some prizes away um, for people who are here live with us. And for every pint that's sold, a dollar will go to Kids Soccer Goals. Uh, so come on out, have a good time, grab a drink. Be, uh, add some good and get a little bit of uh, extra points for your uh, team's table in Indy City Football Season 8. And that is uh, every Monday here at A Tap Room at 530. Come join us, and uh, if you're listening on the radio and you would like to continue on this conversation, join us for an extended show wherever you get your podcast. We're going to have an exclusive interview coming up with the captain of the Southside Soccer Club, Cole Street. Thanks for listening.
Bye. Goodbye. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood. A neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Welcome back to ICF After Dark. It's the dirty, dirty part of the podcast. <laughs> Fuck. So we'll start it off just with an easy question, I think. Like, you know, what's everybody drinking tonight here at a tap room? I'm drinking whatever the stout is. It's like a 14%, and it is delicious. I don't know the name because it's a 14%, and I've already forgotten. I think we're all drinking uh, two Toms from we're, Fort Wayne. We're drinking two Toms from Fort Wayne. I think that Jason and I are both drinking the lager because we have to drive home. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sleeping here tonight, so. Classic. All right, uh, let's check back in with our way too early in the season champion predictions. How are we doing? Fairly well. How are you doing? I'm not sure I'm doing as well as you are. I'm definitely not doing well. What was your team, Carrie? Um, I believe that I picked Real Fletcher Place for some embarrassing, not good reasons that <laughs> I no longer wish to recount at this point in the season. All right, they are currently in 14th. Uh, I picked Riverside City to uh, add another si uh, star to their uh, jersey. They are currently 15th. I know. <laughs> uh, Jason, who did you pick? Oh, I, I, I stuck with a, a tried and true winner, Aaron Morton, and they are currently sitting in first. Oh. <laughs> Based off of soccer, schedule, standings, and not the Again, ICF values. I get. You got to remember, we added nine points uh, of of. Right you know, now, I so. don't even know what color their shirts are because I haven't seen them at an after party. <laughs> That's not true. I do know what color their shirts are, but shots have been fired. <laughs> we're even in their neighborhood yeah, right now. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. No, we're in the heart of uh, Mapleton. Close enough. Okay. We're doing great. So maybe we've got, we'll just see. We've got a lot of games left. I think that Real Fletcher plays could really pick it up, maybe. They could win the second they half of the table. Yeah. They could win it all. Carrie, do you have a soccer term for us? I do. Can we talk about corner kicks? Two things. One, I don't know what they are. Two, is that the thing when people stand covering their precious jewels with their hands? That is, that is exactly <laughs> the thing. What's do you the not deal? know what corners are because hockey rinks don't have corners? Yep. They're ovals. That makes a lot of sense. Ovular. Ovular? Yeah, okay. That sounds gross. <laughs> I don't like it. So, um, so, like, what is the deal with the junk coverage? Is that just... Yeah, that's not a corner kick. And I don't know why you agreed with her that that was a corner I kick. I literally watched somebody get shot in the junk <laughs> on a corner kick. It was Mapleton. I'm sorry, Clayton. I'm glad you've had your kids. It's been a good ride. Uh, so it's not explicitly just for that. The reason you people... You kick from the corner. Well, okay. But why, why the You're asking two stands? questions. The first you question is, what questions. is a corner kick? And that's the kick from the corner. Okay. <laughs> and that the junk covering... Sense happens not just for corner kicks, but really for any free kick. Okay. Which, of course, uh, in Indy City football, and I hope the refs are listening, all, all kicks are direct kicks. There are no indirect kicks in Indy City football. They always have some issues with that. Supposed Referees, to make it easier, take note. And they take still note. have those same issues. Every oh, kick know. is a cover-your-junk kick. Is that what I'm hearing? I mean, if you're going to stand in front of a soon-to-be uh, very fast projectile, and you are a possessor of junk, then you will be covering it. What do you, I don't want to get too inappropriate here, but what percentage <laughs> of players No, wait, in this no, league, this is ICF after I know, dark. I know, I know, but what, uh, what percentage of players in this league do you think wear jock straps? Is anyone rocking one? Whoa, I do not have data on that, and we will not have data on that. 
What if we do like a? What if we do a Twitter poll? If we do an audience poll, it looks like zero. So. We'd like to welcome uh, Cole Street, uh, the captain of Southside Soccer Club. Uh, he's been invited because he's uh, competing for the the me- uh, a brand new medal this year. It's the Compass be- Cup. Well, or wait, there's the Compass Cup, but this is also best best league mullet. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of people running for it now. You know, we're doing this uh, we're doing this uh, mustache themed um, fundraiser, and and uh, Cole. What was it Mayfair Tap Room, right? Got got mm-hmm. a, a, a mustache. So not only is he rocking a, a mullet, but he's also rocking a mustache. And I'm thinking that if June is a mustache-themed fundraiser, that maybe July should be some sort of mullet something. There are literally three of them here at a tap room tonight. Heck yeah. <laughs> we'll post it on social, don't worry. My mom calls it the I got the M squared, two, two M's. She hates the mullet and the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're a goddamn beauty, Cole Street. <laughs> so keep that up, baby. <laughs> Cole, man, how's the season going? Not so great. You know, we are uh, an expansion team still trying to find ourselves. Sure. Uh, as with a lot of teams, we've had a lot of people not show up. Mm-hmm. We've had some last-minute vacations that just happened to fall on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. which you and I talked about this. We have some issues with that. Uh, right. I got a trip to Florida coming up. I'm leaving on a Thursday, coming back on a Tuesday. What? I'm not missing a game. That's right. That's right. Because so, I made a commitment. So you grew a mustache and a mullet, and you're like, I got to go to Florida. Heck yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was going on a hunting trip, and I was like, if I don't show up with a mullet, they're not going to accept me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what your experience has been like. And I got to say, uh, you know, you, you sort of mentioned uh, all the ups and downs of, of the long-term season and being an expansion club. Every, I mean, talk to the Cleveland Browns, buddy. It, it takes a long time for an expansion club to get, get back in. I like to joke that, like, Indy City football is like playing season mode mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> on any of your sports games, right? Like, it's just a, it's a slog. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it starts out not great. So sorry you're having a hard time, but... What's it been like on the on the non soccer part? Like, are you, are you enjoying your people? Like, what's what's it been like party wise? I see you at all the after parties. What what's that been like? Yeah, so I think what's really important is one of the things that I recruit first and foremost is are you got you bring the good vibes. Yeah. And every one of my teams so far has been bringing good vibes, and I think that that's what, kind of what I've been selling to recruits. You know, we're gonna have a lot of fun outside outside the games. We're going to have some fun on the inside the games, <laughs> but we shouldn't expect to win every game. Um, I've kind of lived up to that so far. You know, we're, we've consistently brought three or, or seven plus people to each after party. We've nice. got some people that have never met each other riding the games together, which nice. is the goal. Um, you know, just connecting people. I think the league's done a great job of just connecting, creating opportunities for people to connect. And uh, we've had a great time so far. Obviously, we're getting a little down on ourselves as we've talked about today we lost last week uh 8-0 um so that's always hard to come back from but uh we do have the strongest strength of schedule so far so we're hoping for the next quarter of the season to be a little bit better damn the schedule makers for you guys right (laughs) yep i can blame myself for that one (laughs) cole in fact was in charge of uh, polishing off the uh, the end of the schedule, so it's your own fault, buddy. Yep. <laughs> I tell myself that every Wednesday. <laughs> you did this yourself. Uh, so, uh, how many years have you been playing city football? Yeah. So I've been here. This is my third season. 
last two seasons, now defunct uh, Cottage Home. Um, defunct or improved? Improved. I guess they significantly improved. They beat us 6-0 <laughs> in the last two seasons. We've won four games together. Um, so they've definitely improved this season. But, sure. um, yeah, so, I mean, I came to Indy City football when I was still at Purdue. I saw an advertisement on Facebook, and I was like, hey, I'm moving to Indy. I don't know where I'm Indy living. Lads, baby. <laughs> and uh, maybe I could join this team. Um, first two weeks, I was not assigned to a team. I sent Jordan a – I was like, hey, put me on a team. Put me on a uh, cottage home. Oh, snap. And met some of my best friends in the city through that league when I was still living at Purdue in West Lafayette. They helped me find a place to live. You drove all the way down? First three, four weekends, drove all the way from West Lafayette. We would stay at my mom's the night before and then go back home. Me and my then-girlfriend, now-wife, uh, who also plays on the Southside Soccer Club. So, shout-out to Shelby. Nice. Taking care of the dog right now. Good man. Excellent. Man, well, first of all, I've learned that I need to pay more attention to my friend's origin <laughs> stories. <'cause>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, clearly, like, you guys are some of my favorite people, and I did. I have learned very obvious things that I should have known. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being a part of it. I mean, you know, Jay Desai, our uh, director of managers, loves to, loves to joke that uh, uh, he sort of, like, uh, thinks about his role as a, sort of a, a CIA uh, warlord, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the the, the title is. Yeah. But, but you know, we are we learned after a couple of years how important it was to uh, find captains who understood what the league was about, and um, and recruit people who would be a great match for that. Uh, and so, first of all, just shout out to you for the amount of time and energy that you put into to this. I think. A lot of people don't know how much energy goes in it's on insane. the backside. It's insane. It is literally insane. Uh, but uh, you, man, you have stepped up this year, not only in the league office, but uh, as part uh, uh, of a captain of a of a team that right now is having a hard time, which which is not easy to do. So uh, appreciate you and of course, thanks absolutely. so much. So talk to me a little bit. We still have Josh Mason here from uh, from Indy Eleven. Uh, you know, we can't get rid of him. No. <laughs> he just won't leave. He's just still drinking beers. That's like beer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, so uh, every time that I see you hanging out with uh, Josh, you're like asking a really hard question about the USL or Indy 11, and I love it. Uh, but talk to me about how you became an Indy 11 fan. And, uh, and uh, question 2A Throw a throw a hard question at Josh. Yeah. I'd like to see. We're on the podcast. That's right. Yeah. So I actually lived in Chicago um, for like three years playing hockey up there, club hockey. Um, they didn't have very good club hockey here in Indiana. As Kerry likes to say, hockey or soccer is just slow hockey on just grass. Just slow hockey. Yep. That's right. Um, With corners. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> As we learned. Uh, got hurt and needed a video game to play when I was younger. Started playing FIFA. Found out there was a soccer league in the US. Found out there was a Chicago team when I lived in Chicago. That's how bad at marketing they are. <laughs> and I'm going to trash the Chicago Fire on this podcast for sure. <laughs> We're not um, on air, it's fine, it's fine. And uh, they, I went and saw Fire play Man U at Soldier Field. I was sitting in the upper bowl. It was 110 without humidity. It was the hottest was day of my yeah, entire life. Um, that was the first game I ever went to. And then whatever happened, I played, moved down to Indy, played hockey, a bunch of different reasons. But I came back down to Indy, 
I was still supporting the fire. I had the fat head on my wall. I had the room painted. I had the blankets. I had everything. Oh, nice. Diehard supporter. Um, and then I was sitting in business class, and I had my stuff done. And they let us, it was just a computer. We were on a computer, so I, like, searched, and I was like, oh, there's an, why is the MLS draft in Indiana? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then, like, Alexia Lawless tweeted, and I was like, the birth of a club. And I was like, whoa, we get in a club? So I was really excited that week. That was the, that's when Indy 11 was announced. Obviously, yeah. there was a Brickyard Battalion was working years and years before that, trying to find someone who would bring a club to Indy. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that's how it came to be. And then ever since then, the fire have really gone downhill. <laughs> they do not listen to their yeah. supporters at all. Um, definitely a long, like they've gone a long way, the wrong way since Peter Wilt was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Peter came to Indy, helped us start the Indy 11. And I think Indy's done exactly the opposite of what the fire have done. Listen to the supporters, listen to the fans, and listen to the city to kind of create a a team that was centered around the community, and that's why I've been drawn to them for sure. Nice. So that's how I did that. Um, so I'm trying to think of a good question for you. Obviously, the <laughs> easiest question is when are we announcing the stadium? Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I gotta get out of here. I gotta, I gotta, get my, I gotta polish the shovels. <laughs> I got my shovel polish right there. <laughs> We're announcing it next Monday, but you have uh, to be here to find yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, use that as a carrot every week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I, I, let me tell you what I can tell you because I think yeah. it's the fair thing. Is that it's on record. There's three locations that have been selected downtown. Uh, I will tell you a personal story that, you know, while people, I'm the ones, who, I, I would tell you, I was one of the first person in grandizing the whole broader pool idea. Like, I was one of the ones who was really heavily pushing for that. Okay. Obviously, there's a lot of infrastructure, old things, and probably some, maybe some people, in, you know, roads and improvements, stuff that may be done there. I still think the idea of that is fantastic, but my last conversation with the mayor was a direct one, and he didn't even know I for the club, just happened to see a pin on my jacket and said, looking forward to seeing that downtown club. That new stadium of yours downtown. I was like, well, <laughs> well, I think it's going to be downtown because the mayor indicated as such. But clearly, sure. until I joke all the time, until I see two shovels on the ground and a photo opportunity, that's when it'll feel real to me. In the mm. same way that it didn't even, but to be fair, it didn't even feel real to me the very first game that we attended. It. You know, Josh, I, I have two shovels at home. Oh, that's all we need. <laughs> okay, it's like two sand, like sand pail. Let's head over to the stamping ground right now. That's where it deserves to be. It, it's West like side, baby. The, the thing I tell people all the time, it's like, if you guys know the story of Disney World, right? When Disney World was purchased, the, the, if you've read the stories or books, Disney bought all those parcels of land under different, unique right. holding groups. Right. So no one knew it was Disney World. Mm-hmm. I treat it in the same way that I'm sure Saul Ozdemir and his investors and the folks that are involved with the club don't want to tell people exactly where it's going. So if you think about the Disneyland project, they were pinned in by Howard Johnsons and Ramadas of the world, which, again, probably don't even exist anymore. If there's right. a Ramada or Howard Johnson in the world, I apologize if you do exist. <laughs> I just haven't seen you in 20 years. So, I mean, you don't want to get pinned in, right? And, or, you know, or, so you can't have any place to grow. So when you're purchasing something of that size or acreage, you're probably going to be quiet about it. Number one, you're probably negotiating against three different spots, three different pricing. Yep. So, I mean, my whole thing is once it's done, it's done. The biggest thing is that the biggest hurdle was the legislation, and that's the piece that's been passed. Right. That allows us to exist in the way we want to exist. Now it's just a matter of getting the project built. End of the day, as long as there's no false promises made, we're moving it forward. That's what I care most about because I believe that we need to be truthful. Bottom line to our fans that this is going to move forward because I said for me, it's I'm excited about it as anybody else to have a permanent home for soccer in Indiana. That's what matters most to me. 
give me a sense of place. Men, so. men and women's soccer, professional soccer. That's my I'm hope. Point that. Abersea right. is a that's a venue that can host concerts. That's a venue that can host all kinds of things that I enjoy. <clears throat> men's women's Indy soccer, City the two things games. I want. Yep. Indy City football finals, specifically, Ooh. hopefully. All those things are what what, what I desire from yep. it. So it's a matter of time, right? I mean, good things come to those who wait and. Having patience is not a uh, fan's forte, as you can see across any <laughs> social media platforms. And to your point, as you mentioned earlier, um, not, not every brand needs to rebrand either. Sure, sure. So there's been a lot of things in the soccer space. Pay attention to that kind of stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. as to who's listening and who isn't to their supporters, because you've probably seen, what, two to three rebrands in the soccer space. It didn't go so swimmingly. Right. Nope. I've yet to see one go over well. Right. Um, or not be called plastic into But at least the crew listened I mean, to their team and kept the name. They, they tried to drop the whole name altogether. That's what killed me because I said the crew is what makes that's what makes the crew the crew mm -hmm. for me. And like when they went away from that, I was like, oh, great. They tried to take the team. Yeah. Then they kept the team and then they're going to take the team again. And some, yeah. Thank <laughs> God they <laughs> saved it. But what? Yeah. You don't have any feelings. It was bad. On that. It was bad. I don't care about the crew, but what are you doing? Like I feel for other soccer supporters out there who are losing their team. It's awful. People have no clue what's going on. Right, right. It's like you know Aston Villa saying we're not Aston Villa anymore. We're uh we're now um we're we're the whatever local you know, you know <laughs> one one town over. You're yeah, not right. going to be Aston Villa anymore because they have a bigger municipality over there. Right, something. Right. Yeah. Some things are just rooted in what it is, and you should leave it alone. So Cole, I don't want to uh, ru ruin your uh, interview here, but I have a hard question for Josh, no. and uh, it actually doesn't have to do with Indy Eleven. Uh, it just has to do with sports marketing in general. And that is that one of my favorite towns when it comes to sports is Pittsburgh because they have basically a city brand. Everything's yellow, black. All of their teams are yellow, black. And we clearly have a red, white, and blue city flag. And you guys are red, white, and blue. The Colts are blue and white. The Pacers have thrown in this yellow. But that is an Indiana flag, so we could do yep, red, yep. red, white, blue, yellow. I don't want to throw any particular baseball teams under the bus, but um, how do we make it so that we can coordinate not just all of our sports teams, but all of our infrastructure so our bridges? I mean, like, it's so dope to be in Pittsburgh and marching across that yellow uh, bridge. And I, don't, I don't care about any of those teams, and yet it's still such a cool experience. How do we make that happen? It's funny. Uh, I'm going to give Kate Denton for the patient a little bit of credit. She... And I want to you know, ruin something she may be working on. But one thing she did share with me, we had a, a beverage and shared not too long ago. And by the way, the Pacers were, were well with. They're fantastic people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're marketers at heart. I mean, they yep. just happen to love basketball. I just happen to love soccer. Right. And they just happen to have more income than I have, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line for me is she had a great idea about shared vision for all the clubs that we could get behind one big initiative. Um, I think you're uh, hitting there. You want to plug that in? Am I good? Can you hear me? Too. Can you hear me now? That's right. Start with the beverage. Anyway, so um, I had a beverage with Kate Denton from the Pacers. She indicated to me a great idea around how do we get all the clubs in the city to have one big initiative for one year. And I love the idea because someone who's a civic human being who loves our town, I said, I've had, I, I traveled the world and I came back home because mm -hmm. for the cost of living, the civic pride, the 500, all the things associated with this city, you cannot find a better cost of living and or experience in, in the U.S. And I mean that. I mean, I love Portland. For Portland, right? But I'm not paying to live in Portland. Sure. And, but mm -hmm. I can have those elements here in Indianapolis. Same thing for you know, New York even. I mean, there's, I got arts here. They're great. You have arts there. Eventually they'll come here. We'll get them, right? 
It's like it's not like it used to be back in the days. You wouldn't see anything ever. You had to go to New York to see those things, but eventually it always make your way to you. Mm-hmm. But I so said the Kate, Kate and the Pacers had a great idea in terms of creating that concept where we're all doing one thing and pushing the same direction in sports teams. And I hope to see it come to fruition at some point. I mean, it's nice. probably 23 or 24 initiative, but love the concept of it because it puts because we do everything else so well as a city, as a sports city. Um, give the sports core and all the folks that are uh, CIB all do great work. Like, sincerely great work. Like, what they're doing is awesome to bring all this attention to our city in the right, right. way. I loathe the fact that NCAA got all that love and press for the NCAA, because that's the same time we're trying to get their same attention. Like, hey, we're trying to build a stadium over right, here. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, in a meaningful, loving way. I'm like, great, spend the time on that, because that makes our city better. And our, my priority should be the, be the growth of the city first and foremost. That'll support everything else afterwards. So, yep. I mean, I think there's, to your point, an opportunity for it. Um, I think that really comes also the public arts piece. Got to really come back mm-hmm. into play in that, too. Trust me, someone talks to all the public art folk as much as they possibly can. Sometimes they make it a little more difficult than necessary to get things done. Um, in the day, I said, I want to see more of that kind of stuff because it makes our city what it is. So, right. Great, it's a great idea, though, seriously. Hey. Talk to Pittsburgh. They started it. <laughs> Shout out to tomorrow. We're playing Pittsburgh. Yeah, hope it be so that's that's right. a that's right. hope you lose that's Pittsburgh. Right. And I, hope, <laughs> I know you'll never. You'll look great, but <laughs> hope you lose. <laughs> so Cole, uh, this is your third year Indy City football. What's uh, stuck out to you about this weird pandemic year uh, uh, and your experience with you know the pandemic rollout? Yeah, I think uh, it's crazy how many people we were able to bring in. On a pandemic year, you know, we were able to re- retain, we, I say we as very, very loosely, you and the shadow commissioner, uh, were able to retain a significant amount of people and bring in six additional teams. And, you know, I think each week we've improved upon our, what we deliver to the paying players, whether it's additional lines now, we don't have to, it's not just cones, we have... QR codes to get into the games. I think the league every week has made a step up in what it's offering to the people who are a part of it. Um, so I think that's really what stood out for me. I feel like in the past, I haven't really been on the inside, so I've always been kind of critical. But now being on the inside, it's definitely appreciate more kind of what you guys are doing. But also, like, I feel like this year we have less support, less funds, but we're doing more work, which is uh, a, a top five dumbest idea I've ever had was yeah. add, adding a hundred players post pandemic in a new stadium. <laughs> but it's it's turned out all right. And great. Other yeah. than the them calling the who gets to cancel the game when if we cancel the uh, game or not. You but. know, I know you guys hate that, but I love it because it's not my responsibility yeah. anymore, and it's somebody, some other person who is calling whether we're playing or not. So. Sorry, bud. Pat, it's the city of Pat McAfee. He's just, you just want to punt. Remember, double letterman, soccer and football. That's why he was at West Virginia. That's right. That's right. We, I mean, we shout out to Pat McAfee, Andrew Luck, John Green every, every week. One of these times, we're going to get one of those kids here talking soccer with us. It's going to happen. The sad part is all three have a great conversation to be had, too. And trust me when I say the club, you guys remembered uh, – had Pat uh, ceremonially at a game once, and actually there's some video on Facebook, or I think, excuse me, it's on Instagram, if you go through our, the historical, there's a picture of him juggling, or video of him juggling. He's got better touch than I ever had, so I hate him, right. personally. <laughs> but he still has a touch, and he's just that kind of athlete, so yeah. that's what I really yeah. hate about him. But man, he's, he, he oh, it aggravates me to no end. So. <laughs>
Well, uh, Cole, uh, I know where his office is. So if you want to go and camp out in front of his office one time and get him over here, she I got you. can get FanDuel to do some be- sports betting on the Indy City football. Oh, my with, God, that's amazing. With uh, Pat McAfee's connection. <laughs> Please. I would bet all my money <laughs> on all the games. <laughs> Please take it. <laughs> that gets a little – it's a little – iffy because people are definitely going to throw i've already committed to throwing to make sure we stay in the second division (laughs) but uh we're going to cut this bit out cole because nobody's throwing anything damn it well cole thanks for coming out tonight i appreciate (laughs) you uh having uh coming out and having some beers talking with us and of course you know the season will get better buddy it's all right monday a tap room show up free and 11 stuff show off your mullet Show off your mullets. If you need some therapy because you've lost three games in a row, of course. We, get, we got free hugs for you. I yep. feel like every team that's featured should throw out a challenge to the, to the next Ooh, team. I love this. So you, I think you should have to therefore challenge the next person to be on and then keep that going mm. and then figure out as to which group has the most of their team show up and I will throw in an additional prize. I love this. Mm. I love this. It's like right. why, hey, why Jordan and I get together a lot so we just throw things at each have other. Have you ever considered <laughs> marketing, Josh? <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> right, I know who I'm calling out here. Craig Banning of the Windsor Park, I mean the Near East Side. <laughs> Watch it. Uh, United show up. Been here since well longer than I have. Right. Got a lot of stories okay. about good seasons, and uh, I think he could rock a mullet. He's got hair long enough. He just needs to shave the sides. So I'm calling him to not only get a mullet, but to show up next week. And you know what? Uh, you know, we haven't really talked about this uh, on, on air yet. We should. Uh, but one of our uh, partners, uh, Jack's Barbershop, came out and was uh, shaving um, uh, mustaches. They're also giving a dollar per mustache for um, uh, for our, our mustache um, charity event, which you can check out at www.indycityfootball.com slash volunteer. Um, but I bet if he would commit to the mullet beforehand that uh, Brenda from Jack's Barbershop would come out and cut it for him. And uh, there'd be some volunteer points in there for you. So maybe even do it as a if Southside wins, he has to get his hair cut. Ooh. Then what do I, do I have to cut mine off if I Ooh. lose? Well, don't do, don't do that. Exactly. No, That's no, no, what no, I'm no, saying. No, no. Here's the bet. If you win, he's got to cut it into a mullet. If he wins, Shelby's getting that tattoo. <laughs> Southside Soccer Club tattoo. She'll be the first in the league. We'll even give you one goal. At any point in the uh, in the season, you'll get one goal in exchange for the team tattoo. She's already she's already in. I'm trying my best to prevent her from <laughs> doing this. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of an iffy tattoo to go for uh, for an expansion club. You never know, especially because yeah, I live in Garfield survive. Park. <laughs> 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 We're gonna cut that bit out. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming out, man. We of course. It. Yeah. Thanks for coming. See you later. Bye. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Could you be mine?